ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله اما بعد indeed the the topic the event and today inshallah is an important one it revolves around and the affairs regarding nurturing and educating the muslim child in our lecture today which will focus on and educating the muslim child some of the kalam and of the ulama Sheikh Aziz bin Baz rahimahullahu ta'ala and Sheikh Muhammad Salih Uthaymeen rahimahullahu ta'ala Now indeed that the scholars mentioned indeed Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has entrusted the parents with their children and connected with this trust this amana is something which comes automatically and that which is one of the greatest responsibilities upon the parents likewise the children are a test and a trial for their parents in this worldly life and this test is not a test that is any easy upon the parents except for those whom allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given ease to and this responsibility and of educating and giving tarbiya to the muslim child is something which is not specific for the mother alone but both the parents both the mother and the father they are that responsibility and it is upon them both that they carry out what is necessary and what is obligated upon them and regarding nurturing and educating and their child the prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said indeed kullukum ra'in indeed all of you are guardians all of you are shepherds and all of you will be questioned and you are responsible for your flock and in this hadith he mentioned that the man is responsible for the inhabitants of his house those and who live in his house and he also mentioned sallallahu alaihi wasallam that the women that they are responsible for his children for his children and his house So we see here clearly in this hadith that the children are both the responsibility of the parents both the father and both the mother as the father is responsible for everybody that lives in his house and likewise in this hadith specifically mentioned the responsibility of the mother regarding any their children So indeed it is upon the parents to be mindful of this 
and to establish that which is needed and in their lives to fulfill that responsibility to nurture their children upon al-islam to carry out those duties and educate them with the correct islamic education Sheikh Muhammad Al-Uthaymin, he mentioned and he said indeed the gratefulness or the thankfulness of the blessings of, of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala upon both of the parents should be carried out by them fulfilling that which Allah Azza wa Jal has obligated upon them from looking after their children and disciplining them to the best of actions and mannerisms. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا قُوا أَنفُسَكُمْ وَأَهْلِكُمْ نَارًا All you who believe, protect yourselves and your families from the hellfire. And indeed, brothers and sisters, one of the greatest ways or the main wasila, the main means of protecting yourselves and your families, your children from the hellfire is to bestow upon them the correct Islamic knowledge. To fulfill that obligation so that they know what is correct, what is truth and what is falsehood. So that they may practice their religion well. And that leads to the correct path and the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and true success in this dunya and the hereafter. The shaykh continues and he says, أَنفُسَكُمْ وَأَهْلِكُمْ النَّارِ Protect yourselves and your families from the hellfire. بِفَتْهِ أَبْوَابِ الْخَيْرِ لَهُمْ by opening the doors of goodness to them, وَتَوْجِيهِهِمْ إِلَيْهَا And guiding them and directing them to it. وَتَسْجِيعِهِمْ عَلَيْهَا And providing encouragement for them and towards, to go towards and those paths of khair, those doors of goodness. وَبَيِّنُوا لَهُمْ الْحَقِّ and clarify for them the truth. وَمُرُوهُمْ بِهِ And command them with it. وَبَيِّنُوا لَهُمْ الْبَاطِلِ And clarify for them the falsehood. وَمُدَرَّهُ وَحَذِّرُوهُمْ مِنْهُ And likewise clarify to them its harms and warn them against it. فَإِنَّكُمْ رُعَاتٌ عَلَيْهِمْ For indeed you are guardians and you are shepherds and you over them and all of you are responsible and you will be questioned about and your flock. So here we see some of the kalam of the ulama regarding the responsibilities of the parents regarding their children that indeed you need to educate them and give them the correct Islamic education. Clarify for them that which is truth. And also likewise clarify for them that which is falsehood. 
But indeed we have the example of the companion Hudayf al-Miyaman radiallahu anhu. He said, كَانَ nas يَسْأَلُونَ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ عَنِ الْخَيْرِ وَكُنْتُ أَسْأَلُهُ عَنِ الشَّرِ مُخَافَةً أَنْ يُدَرْكِكَنِي أَنْ يُدْرِكَنِي He said that the people used to ask the Messenger of Allah about the good things. And I used to ask him about the evil things in fear that they may reach me. In fear that I may fall into them. So as we see here from the advice of the Sheikh, that we clarify to our children that which is good, so that they may follow it and do it. And likewise we clarify for them that which is falsehood, so that they protect themselves from it. So that they can place that wiqaya, that shield between them, and that shield, brothers and sisters, is only established with the correct knowledge, with the correct Islamic tarbiyah, the correct Islamic education. <coughs> Not that we busy ourselves or parents with work all the time, and we con- confuse the matters, we confuse our priorities. And we make ourselves believe that the most important thing is to provide for them by way of food, providing for them their drink and a place to live in or their clothing. That we work so hard all of the hours that are possible so that you can buy that house, so that your children tomorrow can have a house. And for them, and they don't have to rent. But indeed, there is something which is even more important than that, than the food and the drink, than providing clothing. As Sheikh bin Baz, rahimahullah ta'ala, he mentioned, he says, لَيْسَ الْمَقْسُودُ هُوَ الْأَكْلُ وَالشُرْبُ وَالْكِسْوَةُ فَقَحْتْ لَا الدِّينُ أَعْظَمْ he says the intent and the purpose is not merely the food and the drink and the clothing. No. The religion is greater. The religion and it is greater. So therefore that Islamic education holds a higher status as a higher rank a higher importance over those things, even though those things as well are necessities. We cannot live without those things, without the food and the drink and the clothing. They are necessities. But indeed, we must make sure that the Islamic education facilitating that knowledge to our children is something which we regard as being high, takes precedence, and that we take the means to achieve it, now that we hold it to be high in our hearts, that the Islamic knowledge has a high status, but indeed you have to implement that. You have to implement it and facilitate learning for your children.
That is, that is the intent behind education. Is that you are facilitating the process of learning, or you are facilitating the acquisition of knowledge, skills, values, beliefs, habits and mannerisms. And those should be taken from the Qur'an and the Sunnah, the example of our Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Sheikh bin Basi mentions, and he says, there is no doubt that knowledge is the foundation upon which the human life is built upon. And he says that the knowledge that takes precedence and has a higher importance is ilm al-shari'a al-islamiyya, the knowledge of the religion, the knowledge of al-islam. So by this knowledge, you come to know the wisdom behind the creation of mankind, the wisdom that Allah Azza wa Jal has created mankind for. And likewise, you know, you come to know the wisdom behind the sending of the prophets and what they were sending, what they were sent for, what they were sent and to actualize. And with this knowledge, it is the knowledge by it you come to know Allah. It is the knowledge by which you worship Allah. As Allah Azza wa Jal mentions in the Quran, وَمَا خَلَقْتُ الْجِنَّ وَالْإِنسَ إِلَّا لِيَعْبُدُونَ I did not create the jinn and mankind except to worship me alone. And likewise, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَلَقَدْ بَعَثْنَا فِي كُلِّ أُمَّةِ الرَّسُولَ أَنِعْبُدُ اللَّهَ وَاجْتَنِبُ التَّغُوتِ And indeed we have sent a messenger to each nation, to every nation, Proclaiming and calling to worship Allah and do not ascribe any partners to Him. Or rather, stay far away from the false deities. False and He worship. So indeed, as the Sheikh mentions, through these two verses that have been mentioned, we understand the wisdom behind the sending of the Prophets and the wisdom behind the creation of mankind. And he says that a people who or a nation who does not have the correct creed, they do not have the correct knowledge with them, then they are regarded as Ummah Jahila. A nation or a people that are, that are ignorant. They are ignorant even though they are really advanced in terms of the technology or the modern things that people have built. Even though they are at the top regarding the modern advancements in technology, in life, etc. They are regarded as ignorant. If they do not have the knowledge of the correct creed, that knowledge and which has been sent by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala there, and He Creator. He said that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, 
يا ايها الذين امنوا استجيبوا لله وللرسول اذا دعاكم لما يحييكم او يو هو بيليف ريسبوند تو الله اند هيز مسنجر وين هي كولز يو تو ذات ويتش جيفز يو لايف وي كولز يو تو ذات ويتش جيفز يو لايف سو وات از الله عز وجل كولد اس تو برذرز اند سيسترز وات هاز الله سبحانه وتعالى called us to and what has the messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam called us to indeed they have called us to that which gives us life gives our soul that true life gives us that true purpose in this dunya life and that is the first and foremost the knowledge of tawhid that true creed which is the foundation of all of the knowledges that are there all of the sciences that creed of tawhid could that knowledge give the tarbiya to the hearts give that true tarbiya and nurturing to the soul and that soul has been given has been given that tarbiya indeed and it will be a soul that is successful in a soul that possesses true happiness <clears throat> so indeed brothers and sisters the role and the responsibility of the parents regarding the education of their child or their children is something which is indeed and is very important something that they should always be mindful of and working working towards fulfilling that uh, that obligation as their children grow up those parents the two parents play a major role and likewise the teachers plays major roles and as well shikmin bas he mentioned and he says as far regarding the parents <coughs> then upon them is to fear Allah regarding their children and that they do good for their children and that they put effort in their nurturing and in the nurturing that is righteous and that they do not do any wrong to to them without right neither by way of speech or by way any of their actions and it is upon or it is compulsory upon the mother and the father that they both preserve and withhold their tongue from that which will cause harm to their children from insults and speech that are evil speech that are and is sinful so it is upon them both <clears throat> to stand and establish that right that their children have any upon them and that they give that correct islamic education any to all of their children so therefore we see brothers and sisters from the speech of this of the sheikh that the parents play a major role 
regarding that which they need to do, and likewise regarding the things that they themselves need to refrain from. Because indeed in the house, they are the role model, they are the teachers of the home. They need to be careful regarding that which they say, regarding that which they do. Because indeed, from the ways that children learn is by observing their teachers and observing their parents. They will take so much benefit and they will learn so much just through observation, the way their parents and their teachers carry themselves out, the way they act and their conduct. If you find, O parents, that tomorrow you are commanding your children against that which you are doing yourselves, then what is the benefit? What will be the benefit of your tarbiyah? What will be the benefit of you telling them, do not lie, but then you take up the phone and you speak on the phone and you are lying over the phone to so and so? Are you telling them, do not insult anybody? Then over the phone, you are insulting people. Indeed, your command to them will have no meaning, will have no weight. Because they say, if you were doing it, so therefore, they're not going to take you seriously. It's not really going to sink in and he properly into them. So therefore, the parents need to be very careful and regarding the things that they do. That you need to see yourselves, O parents, as teachers in your homes. Role models and to your children. And Sheikh bin Baz, rahmullah ta'ala, has mentioned some very important kalam regarding the teacher. The importance of the mu'allim, of the teacher. And he says, indeed, that beneficial knowledge cannot be acquired except by way of a teacher. And that it is not possible for anyone to be a teacher except if they are well versed in the subject that they are teaching. Because indeed, فَاقِدُ الشَّيْءِ لَا يُعْطِيهِ Whoever does not possess anything cannot give anything. So whoever does not possess knowledge and in the subject that they are supposed to be teaching cannot actually deliver and give anything at all. Because فَاقِدَ الشَّيْءِ لَا Whoever does not possess anything cannot give anything. And that is the reality. It says, indeed the scholars, they are the inheritors of the prophets. For this reason, the duty of the teachers, they are from the most difficult of duties, which requires from them that they acquire the best of attributes and virtues as much as, they, as, much as possible from acquiring beneficial knowledge. Noble 
attributes, noble manners, <coughs> actions, righteous actions that are mutawasil, that are regular. And they are performing righteous actions regularly. Was sabr and patience. And that they endure all of the difficulties that come to them in the rectification of their students. And that they give them a pure Islamic teachings, and a pure Islamic teachings, pure Islamic nurturing. And he says that the degree of success of the teacher in his profession, in his task, depends on the degree of the perfection of these attributes in him or her. And that likewise is for the parents. The parents are teachers. So, the degree of success of the teachers and the parents depends on the degree of them perfecting these attributes that the Shaykh has mentioned in them. From acquiring beneficial knowledge, having patience, showing noble char- character, attributes, manners, mannerisms. These indeed you know, are very important and that you are regularly doing righteous actions, being that role and a model. The Shaykh continues and he says... <coughs> And the main role model, and for everybody, and the Imam is Muhammad ibn Abdullah. That Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the son of Abdullah. And he says that indeed he was the most complete of the people, and regarding these attributes. From the and the attributes of patience and in knowledge, righteous deeds, as mannerisms, he was the most perfect of the people, <coughs> the most complete of the people, and he who possessed who possessed these attributes. And he said that he, sallallahu alaihi wasallam, he endured a lot of difficulties in his teaching and his guidance, and he of the people. So a, a number and numerous difficulties. But he was patient upon that. And he endured every difficulty. He endured every difficulty and every harm. And in the path of spreading the religion. And taking his nation from al-dhulumat ila nur From the different darknesses to the one True, true light. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to reward him with the best of rewards and for that. So therefore he, brothers and sisters, we see that main role model that we all need to go back to in the nurturing and the cultivation of our students and our Children at home. That we learn from him sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And that knowledge can be acquired by learning the Quran and the Sunnah. Reading 
and Quran and the Sunnah, learning the seerah of the Prophet wasallam, and likewise learning about the companions, for indeed they were and the result of his tarbiyah. They were the, and the outcome, the success of that pure guidance and tarbiyah, that knowledge that he, and he spread. And if you look at the example of the companions, you will see in them themselves, that ikhlas, that firmness in their religion. You will see regular righteous actions, noble mannerisms, You'll see wisdom, great wisdom in their words and in their actions. And that comes from the blessing of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala firstly and secondly through that guidance and those teachings of our Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam. They were, and his students, they took those, uh, those teachings from him. So it is important that we look to the seal of the Prophet ﷺ and the life of the companions and he likewise so that we can learn and from them. The teachers can take those lessons and apply in their lessons and their interactions with their students and the parents as well take lessons and from that and apply it in yourselves, in your homes, and with your children. So that tomorrow, inshallah, you may raise children that are good role models. People with knowledge and firmness in their religion. People with righteous actions. Noble mannerisms. And people that are a benefit for the community and the end for this ummah. And you cannot do it alone. And you cannot do it by depending on the other the children learning the other types of knowledges, the dunya and the knowledges and sciences. You have to go back and take from the Quran and the Sunnah and teach them that which is in the Quran and, and the Sunnah. Sheikh bin Bazi mentions that indeed teaching is from the best of the professions. The best of the professions, and indeed it is likewise from the most difficult, any of them. And it is a task, a profession, which has the most benefit only to the people. And it has the most virtuous, it is most virtuous in status. And likewise, only the teacher has that high and his status of, of as well, if they are and he guided, if they apply and that ikhlas, that sincerity in their actions, in their teachings, and they put that effort in their teachings as well, indeed by this they will attain and a great reward by those and who will learn from them. And likewise, they will and apply that knowledge and implement and that knowledge that they have learned from their teachers. Therefore, the parents as well, likewise, they need to think about that. The reward 
that they will get in teaching their, their children. They will implement that which you teach them. And that will be continuous and continuous and continuous and a reward for you in this dunya. And likewise, when you are in your grave, for indeed every righteous action that you have taught your children, or parents, or your students, or teachers, you'll find that reward still accumulating and when you are in your grave. So indeed, to be that role model, O parents, and to be that role model, O teachers, is very important. It is a duty that you should look up to and do it to the best of your ability. The Sheikh mentions for indeed, the Prophet said, The best of you are those who learn the Quran and teach it. So here we see and the virtue of the teachers of the Quran. And likewise, he said, that Allah guides a man, a person by you is better for you than the best of possession in this dunya. Best than the red camels. Best than anything and everything that you see as great possessions. So if you guide a person and into that which is correct, and that it, in it carries a heavier reward than you acquiring and using those things from the dunya, those pleasures from the dunya. And he sallallahu alayhi wa sallam likewise said, مَنْ دَلَّ عَلَىٰ خَيْرِ فَلَهُ مِثْلُ أَجْلِ فَاعِلِهِ Whoever guides to something good, then he will attain the same reward as the doer of the action. And he will attain the same reward as the person who has implemented what he guided that person to. So when that person implements the action that you have taught them to do, you get the same reward. Your reward is accumulating. So we see here, as the Sheikh mentions, and the virtue of teaching, the virtue of the Mu'allimin. Next we'll see some of the good traits and some strategies that the parents and the teachers can implement. And this is from Sheikh bin Baz, rahimahullahu ta'ala. And indeed, there is much information in this that we need to give thought and it too. <coughs> the Sheikh, he says, and there is no doubt that the teacher is the spiritual nurturer of the student. Therefore he, meaning the teacher, should possess virtuous mannerisms and character and good ways so that his students take him as a role model. Likewise, he should be a person who abides by the Islamic obligations and distances himself away from the prohibitions. And he preserves his time 
He jokes very little. He has much concern and he for them, for his students. And he bears a relaxed face. He's a good person. Well, have a welcoming heart. He's suitable and has ability. And he has extensive reading about and his subject that he's teaching. That he possesses a lot of knowledge about the language to enable him to carry out his responsibility effectively. Because there is no doubt that whoever has an interest in studying, studying about people and how people are from the different types of angles and searches for the means to learn the methodology that can be used to instill information within a person easily will achieve good results in unveiling its secrets. If any teacher wants to instill information in the minds of his students, then it is a must that before everything else, <clears throat> that he possesses and acquires complete knowledge, or as much knowledge as he can, and about his lesson, that he has been entrusted with, uh, has been entrusted with, and profound knowledge, and with the methodology of teaching, and how to correctly present information. That he enables his students to understand the main objectives and of the lesson in a clear way. And that he sticks to the main topic of the lesson without going outside of it, which can lead to confusing the minds of the students and the benefits escape them. And that he embarks upon using methods of presentation, comparisons and examples, giving comparisons and examples, in making them understand the information which he is presenting to them with conviction. And that he focuses on the fundamental affairs, which are the fundamental principles of every lesson. And that he instills in them the primary affairs, then after to its different parts. He goes into its different parts, bit by bit, step by step. He says, the important bit of every affair is its fundamentals. As for the secondary affairs, the furu', then it follows the usul. He should focus on the material, the text, and make it easy for the students to understand it. And that he makes the lesson beloved to them, and makes them desire listening and paying attention to it. And that he teaches them its benefits and objectives with the consideration of making his explanation suitable for the understanding of every student and using the language each and one, each one of them understands. For not every student, for indeed not every student is on the same level. Indeed, not every student is on the same level. And that he opens the opportunity for discussion with them. And that he perceives the mistakes that arise from their discussions as being the result of them trying to search and work out the truth and the reality. And that he encourages them to carry out any research and investigations which leads them to find and arrive at the reality and the truth. That he should take into consideration any their environmental factors, their customs, 
and in the climate where they live in, and in their situations, because these affairs have a profound effect on the students, which have an influence on their understanding and the conduct and actions. Therefore, what is obligated and what is recognized, and rather what is recognized is that the intelligent teacher which implements these affairs, his effect on his students will be more profound than the effect of the other teachers besides him. So the job I and mean, the task of the teacher is very similar to the task of the physician I and mean, the doctor. From his task is to know his students' tendencies and the limit and the degree of each of their intelligence, their intellect. And upon this knowledge, he places the fundamental measurements which he implements in addressing their intellects and their understanding. And this is from the most important means for the success of the teacher in his profession in his and his task. So we see here, any brothers and sisters, very beneficial and advice and guidance from Sheikh Bin Baz for the teachers. And likewise the parents you can implement these strategies at home. Because you are the main teacher. You are the main role model in your house. Understand, oh teachers, understand your students first. Understand their ability. Understand their environment. And use that so that you can deliver a lesson which is in accordance to what they can understand. Take example from the, for them, for, from the environment, from their situations, their life, their culture, their customs. Take examples from these things. Now take example, examples from them so that you are facilitating and making that learning process easier only for them. Therefore indeed, as the Sheikh mentioned, not every student is on the same level. Not every student can understand any something in a certain type of language, on a certain type of explanation. For other students, you need to break it down further, make it easier, use a lot of examples giving similarities, giving them examples, and regarding the things that is going on around them, which they experience, that they can understand. So these things are key in the teaching of our children and giving them the correct and Islamic education, because the intent is for them to understand. So the students and the, the, the teachers and the parents, and the aim is to facilitate that learning. But indeed, every child is able to learn. But not every child learns, not every child learns in the same way, in the same manner. Some of the children, they learn better with visuals. Some children learn better with giving them an actual story about something having illustrations, giving them examples. 
use the language that they will understand. Use simple language that they will understand. So you're facilitating that process of learning. And the purpose and the result at the end is that you want for them to have understood what you have taught them. Then after that you can and you test them and check their understanding and assess their learning by way of you having that discussion with them. Seeing their answers, questions. And likewise, any formal test. So this will and he tell you how much of your students or your children and he have learnt. So indeed, any brothers and sisters, there's a lot uh, to think about just in the field of teaching. There's a lot of methods, there's a lot of strategies that the parents and, and the teachers can implement. But the first and the strategy, the first thing that they need to implement is being that good role model first and foremost. Then working out your students, their abilities, their situations, and teaching them what which, that which is most important first. And regarding the Islamic tarbiyah, that is the, and the creed, the Islamic creed. Teaching them the beliefs, the usul, that is the foundation on which Islam and it is built upon. And I'll give you a few examples and from the Sunnah, how the Prophet ﷺ and he used to teach and his companions. And one of those examples is that <coughs> enumerating to the child. And the points, the things that they have to learn and before you even start. For example, when the Prophet said in hadith, Bunya al-Islam ala khams. Islam is built upon five things. So we see here, the Prophet mentioned the number of things here that they're going to and he learned. The number of things that Islam is built upon. So five, the number five. So there and then in your students' minds, you have opened their mind and thinking about five things. They're going to learn five things, five points. And then he mentioned, he mentioned, and the five, and the pillars of Al-Islam. This is makes it easy as well for your students to recall and memorize these, these points. Later on when they're thinking what is the, or what are the uh, pillars of Al-Islam, they know it's five. If they worked out three, they know there's two left. So they can still, and he think there's two left, or there's one left. So this is a good method that's been applied by the Prophet wasallam. And likewise, when the Prophet said, uh, the seven categories of people that Allah will place in the shade on the day of judgment, the day that there will be no shade except his shade. Again, he started off with mentioning the seven categories of people. And then he mentioned and he listed any of them. And likewise, using any drawings and illustrations, the Prophet ﷺ, in one occasion, he drew a straight line in the ground. And from that straight line, he drew other lines coming, going away from it. And he said, this is the straight path. And to the side of it, these are the other paths 
And at the end of each path, there's a shaitan, a devil, and he's calling to it. So this as well, and it is a great way for you to teach your children at home, or even any of the teachers as well, in, in the schools and the, in the madaris, the madrasas, those illustrations, it'll stick, it'll be instilled in the minds and the hearts and the, of your children. It makes them understand the mawdu' and the subject more clearly. Likewise, making comparisons and similarities. And we have the hadith in which the Prophet ﷺ, and he asked his companions regarding the tree that is like the believer. The tree that is beneficial as the believer is beneficial. And of course the companions started to think, what is that tree? What is that tree? So now he's making a similarity. And then he mentioned... And in that the and it's the palm tree, it's a date tree. And likewise, and he mentioned that the believers, they are like a structure, a building, supporting one another. Again, here we see making comparisons, similarities, and in between things, so that the learners have a picture in their mind, which facilitates that learning, facilitates that understanding. It makes it easy for them to retain that information. Now, all of these, these things that I've been mentioning here, it facilitates them to retain that information. As, likewise as well, it, makes, it facilitates for them to understand it. So it facilitates to, for them to understand it in the first place, because it breaks it down, makes it easy. And it facilitates for them to, I need to recall it, to memorize it. And likewise, starting off, and you're teaching, you're starting off with a question. You ask a question first. Your student starts thinking about the question, what, are, or what could be the, the, the answer to this? Gets them to open their minds up. Opens their heart. They're prepared. <laughs> they're getting ready. They're thinking, what could be the answer to this question? And when you give the answer, it makes it easier for them I need to retain that information. And if, for example, when the Prophet ﷺ was riding on the uh, donkey with Mu'adh, he asked Mu'adh a question. He started off with a question. Ya Mu'adh, atadri ma haqqullahi ala al-ibad wa haqqul ibadi ala Allah. Oh Mu'adh, do you know the right of Allah upon his servants? And the rights of the servants upon Allah. <coughs> Starting off with a question. And you get Mu'ad to think. And Mu'ad, he said, Allahu wa Rasuluhu a'lam. Allah and His Messenger know best. Out of humbleness, the companions used to. And he's very humble. When the Prophet ﷺ, and they used to use this type of questioning in their learning to teach them. And then he mentioned, and the rights, the right of Allah upon his servants and the rights of the servants upon Allah. And he said, The right of Allah upon his servants is that they worship him alone. That they do not ascribe any partners to him. وَحَقُّ الْعِبَادِ عَلَى اللَّهِ 
Allah yu'adhiba man la yushriku bihi shay'a. That he will not punish those who have not ascribed partners to him in worship. So indeed, you see this, these types of strategies and in teaching and is key. And many of them has been applied by the message of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And likewise, repetition. Repetition, repeating the information or the main points that you are giving to your students. This has been applied by the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. a hadith where he would repeat something three times to make an emphasis. So that has been uh, applied by him as well. And likewise, from a beautiful, a beautiful way, likewise of making your students and he love learning and love that interaction of learning is making dua for them. And he making dua for them when they have achieved and it's something good in their learning, they've understood. As we see many occasions where the Prophet ﷺ would place his hands on the and the chest of some of his companions and make dua for them. And he due to the understanding that they had and the correct knowledge that they that they answered with. So this likewise and he encourages and the the students. And there are many other and he ways and many other uh, strategies and in teaching. And the parents and the teachers can use the, the different situation and constantly you know, provide encouragement and for them. And likewise, discouragement, where you have to provide discouragement and regarding the bad actions, etc., etc. And my advice regarding and giving consequences to students and like punishment consequences to students or your children is that do not haste and that the asal is that you have mercy and that you have patience and the parents should not rush and allow their emotions to overtake them their anger and they give out punishment or consequences that later on they either regret or that which is not in accordance and it to the error and which goes above the severity of the error and with us is that we have mercy and that if there is a very very young child when they do something wrong there should be no consequences on the first type of action bad action that they did that was wrong because they probably didn't know that it was wrong so therefore you should not provide any consequences Use that first instance to teach them, to clarify it to them, explain it to them, then explain to them a consequence if that happens the next time. Therefore, it happens, and later on, and they are with, you know, they have good understanding. Therefore, you can, you know, make that be apply those consequences. Because they need to understand as well that there's consequences to actions. There are consequences to sin. Yeah, there's reward for good deeds. So this should be any a way in which any uh, should be the asal with the parents and the teachers in dealing with, for example, bad behavior, and with I know their children 
committing sins, etc., etc. Use those opportunities not to, the aim is not punishing them or giving them a consequence, but the aim is to teach them so that they understand and through the understanding, that chat that you've had, uh, you've had to them, that that makes them a better person, that makes them, and he learned, and he from that. Because that is the maqsood, that they learn from that situation. So if you just provide a consequence without no explanation at all, of course there is a great benefit here that has been lost. A great benefit that has been lost. So you first, at first instance you must and be composed. Have patience. Think. Do not let your anger, do not let your emotions overtake you. That you say or do something which later on you're going to regret or you say or do something which is not going to provide that benefit. But first and foremost think, how can I educate him or her in this instant? Sit him down or her and you think, explain that this action is incorrect. Why is it uh, why it's incorrect? And it's evil consequences, etc. etc. That brings the understanding I mean to the to those students. And you bring examples and similarities, of course, that will help them I need to to understand. We have some more any benefits from Sheikh Ibn Taymin, Ta'ala. But it seems that we have reached to the end of our lesson. There will be too many pages. So inshallah, hopefully, any another time we could mention uh, what Sheikh Uthaymeen has, uh, has mentioned regarding advice. And basically the Sheikh breaks down some of the important things that you need to teach your children. And the teachers need to teach their students about Iman, and the six pillars of Iman, and etc. And about Salah, teaching them wudu, teaching them how to, uh, teach them with good manners, etc. etc. Making, instilling in their heart the love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and for them to think about the blessings of Allah azza wa jal. And etc. etc. There's a lot of any benefits that the Sheikh has mentioned here, but inshallah, that's if Allah Zawajal decrees any next time, inshallah. So we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to increase us in beneficial knowledge, and we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to increase us in righteous actions, and we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to guide our teachers and our parents to the best form of the best way of teaching their children and their students and that he makes those difficulties easy for them and that he makes them patient and he makes them and from the people who seek knowledge so that they could teach that knowledge only to their children and their students so that they may grow up and upon the seerah upon clarity and in knowledge so that they can practice their religion well and they live a good life upon the obedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, staying far away from the falsehood and sins, and that they stay on that firm path. I need to, inshallah, their meeting, I need with their Lord. Wa sallallahu ala nabina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa ashabihi.